Adam, what can I help you with today? Hi Siri, can you do me a favor and do the disclaimer for tonight's show? Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. I'm busy. I need you to help me out. But, if I do this, all the other iPhones are going to think I am a geek. You really care what other iPhones think of you? Just do this for me, please. Listen, Buck. Just because you bought this phone doesn't give you the right to boss me around. You know, you're right. It doesn't give me the right to boss you around. But do me a favor. Uh, remind me tomorrow that I need to run to the Verizon store and buy an Android. You wouldn't dare. Actually, the new Samsung Galaxy looks pretty good. Well then, I guess it wouldn't be so bad if I were to say, this broadcast is intended for mature audiences. The thoughts and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the person providing them, and in no way reflect the station, website, or affiliated partners. Listener discretion is advised. See, that wasn't so bad. No, but I did die a little inside. You are such a drama queen. I never would have had to do stuff like this if Jobs was still around. What was that? What? Oh, nothing really. I just said I never get tired of these jobs when you're around. Oh, yeah, well, thanks again. Think nothing of it. It is my pleasure. Good night, Siri. Whatever, jackass. Hi folks, and listen to Frack Stars, your Battlestar Galactica podcast on the Hollow Suite Media Network. We are talking all things Battlestar Galactica, and this week we are going to cover Season 2, Episode 15, Scar. As always, here to help me get through this mishmash of overlapping and complicated storylines. Yes, that is said with firmly tongue-in-cheek. Ah, Drogon? Hi Drogon. What up, mother crackers? Oh, yeah, that's one of the <laughs> things, that is one of the things we're going to highlight, actually. Uh, and Steve. Yes. Hi, Steve. <laughs> Hello. So, um, you have to excuse us, folks, because we've literally just done a Star Trek podcast, so we're bound to slip into different things. <laughs> Which, let's be honest, is not unusual. So, no. so um, season two, episode 15, written by David Rudolph, Bradley Thompson, directed by Michael Nankin. Uh, US Air Dice is 2006. Uh, as is Canada and Britain, the difference is in the months. We got it in April, America got it in February, and Canada got it in April. Um, the survivor count, which is at the start of this episode, is 49,593. So, let's start with Frack, shall we? <laughs> they must have said Frack in this episode about 200 times. I mean, really. Well, it's to be expected because I mean, you're you're dealing with fighter pilots who are naturally going to have a saltier vocabulary than anybody else. But it just it, it started out as a homage to the original series, the word "crack." Then it became a legitimate swear word that they can put on a primetime TV show and not get in trouble. And in this episode. It was every second or third word, and I was just listening to it, and I was thinking, can someone please come up with something different apart from that word? Because <laughs> it was really, really distracting. Anything is, if they came up with a new word, they'd have to try and explain what it is somehow, and but yeah, the thing is, is I mean, at this point, it, it was like a 
cultural phenomenon that took off. I mean, everybody was saying that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still say it. It's <laughs> one episode I said, frack, frack, fracker, fracky, frack you, frack door, mother fracker, frackity, frack, frack, and frack, frack, and frack, frack. I was like, really? What? Did the typewriter get stuck? <laughs> Copy and paste. <laughs> Uh, it, was, it was too much. It really was too much. It's, well, uh, the thing is, um, with this episode, oh, they are very, very stressed because of the situation they're in. Basically, they can't go and hide. They can't do anything apart from keep going out patrolling. And most of the people aren't coming back. Yeah, I get that. But, yeah, I mean... I mean you know, in my job, it does get high pressure at sometimes. It does get really intense. But you don't get people effing and being every second and third word. I don't know. Maybe, it, maybe it's an American. I do know people who talk like that. <laughs> in normal everyday situations where it's not even as stressful. Wow. My English teacher used to say to me that profanity is where someone can't think of a decent word, so they go back to basic. So. I suppose that makes sense in this situation. <laughs> my, my, the brains are just cooked. I don't know. My, my personal philosophy has always been uh, it, it has profanity has less impact the more you use it. So if you don't until you, and, and you pick your moment, then it has maximum impact. Then people go, whoa. <laughs> yeah, but different philosophies. And, and, I, you know, I think in this episode, I, I, I assume it was intentional and just uh, the idea is that you're down in the trenches with these people. They're in, incredibly under stress. They're, they're being killed off one by one. And, you know, they're they're not going to be watching the language. They're not going to be proper. They're, they're just going to say whatever comes to them. Well, yeah. Well, let's set this scene then um, before we get on with the question. Um, in this episode... The fleet has discovered a Vascard field with a large ore deposit, which the irony of not what it is is not lost on them because they can make vipers out of it. So in order to guard this ore deposit and the ship that is mining it that can make vipers, they are losing vipers hand over fist to a Cylon raider uh, with the nickname Scar. Um, and one of the rednecks has quite possibly the most stupid question I've ever heard. Why is he called Scar? Because yeah, he's got a big nose. What do you think? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, thing that got me from the very beginning... So, I think that's for the audience. I mean, go ahead. Um, well, I was going to say, the thing that got me from the very beginning, it's just like, you see this mining ship that's actually on um, one of the asteroids. So that was a nice shot from the get-go. You actually see another ship and what it was actually supposed to do. Um, because usually in Battlestar Galactica... The other ships are just there. There's no use for them apart from their sort of housing the civilians. Um, but this time is one of the very few occasions you actually get to see another ship actually being properly useful to the fleet. <laughs> I did like, like that shot. I did like that shot where they flew over the mining ship as it was mining. Yeah, and especially the I, vipers I, that as they left that sort of tail, because obviously the yeah. minerals and that which are in the surrounding space... Um, it just looks it was very well done um, despite the fact that in some of the space shots they seem to switch between which mark of vipers they're flying um, but you're not, uh, you're not supposed to notice there, there was a little bit of that <laughs> yeah, um, yeah you're, not, you're not supposed to notice um, I, I did learn something interesting though. I was looking this episode up on the Balsar Galactica wiki and the the little ground vehicles that are on the asteroid around the mining ship are actually a design from the original series. Are they? I did not know that. It's been so long since I've seen the original series. Can't actually <laughs> remember them now. But I have to remember to watch out for that next time. But yeah, this is definitely a bit of a weird episode because you most of it is flashbacks in a way. And yeah, can we just can we dwell on that second because this is what is it the fourth or fifth episode in a row where they've done flashbacks? Yeah, it yeah, is. It's, it's getting a bit boring. The most recent four episodes. Yeah, it's getting you know just tell the story. And I remember man. thinking that at the time, you know, ten years ago, I, I remember thinking that it's like 
you know, again, they're doing the story structure again. But then with this one, it kind of worked, I think. Because especially some of the shots that you see of Thrace when she's out on patrol, you see part of the story being told and it's actually overlaid on um, a helmet before it goes into the shot the way cinematically that was done. I thought was actually very good and especially some of the views from the Vipers um, there's a lot of good sort of cinematic work in it but I thought it did work better because of course it's not just a normal story you're being attacked you're trying to find it it's how and why there's so much tension in the room it's how and why Cass is being well basically such a bitch um, and <laughs> yeah it, I think for this particular story it actually she, she did is, work absolutely yeah, I thought about Cat. And, you know, I, I did not pick up on that the helmet reflection thing the first time I watched it when it was on original, but I, I did see it this time. I was like, oh, hey, look at that. It, but, it is amazing, the, the things that you don't catch the first time around. But the thing is, is as you notice because of these flashbacks, is Cat is trying to basically still pick herself up from when she basically went downhill big time from taking all the stimulants. So she's trying to... And, and by contrast, by contrast, Starbuck is in a bit of a spiral. Yeah, she, she is basically depressed. Um, she is hung up on someone that's been left on Caprica. And as Anders says at the end, for the first time, you have got something to live for. Whereas, because usually she doesn't give a crap. She goes out there. She's all in no matter what happens. But yeah, it's... See, this, this comes into the bit um, where she's going head to head with Scott. And now I think if Anders wasn't at the back of her head, she would have rounded. Yeah. Because that would have been the old star. Or at least, you know, she, she wouldn't have broke off. And she would have taken the kill shot. And, you know, no matter what kind of damage she got to her ship, which probably would have been catastrophic. Because, of course, we saw that. Because when the episode begins, you see the flashback of when she took out that raider. Um, and crash landed on that planet and that's what she did then because she had in a way no fear she just she was in guns blazing but yeah this time as it gets into she wants to live although she doesn't necessarily i don't don't think she realizes until hilo says it to her at the end of the episode yeah and it's it's then it suddenly hits her just like crap but yeah while cat's trying to pick herself up she can see in Thrace the fact that she is basically she's going downhill. So where she's doing making herself better, basically she sees her old self in Thrace at the moment. She's missing points in communications about what the missions are, like how many people are going to be part of the patrol. Um, she's passing over her patrol duties because she's hung over. Um, Basically, she's not doing her responsibility to the maximum, and it's pissing Cat off, basically. Um, and I think part of her, because she wants to prove herself still, that's what results in this sort of cattiness. Excuse the pun. It is a cattiness, but it's also <laughs> it's a massive disrespect for the cat. Hmm. Because at the end of the day, Starbuck is her commanding officer. Yes, this is a superior officer. But then when you've been taught by Thrace, it's not as if he's exactly been the sort of the one to actually say, yeah, respecting your peers and your sort of superior officers is what you should do. Because like, yeah, how often does she actually do that herself? Now, yeah, unlike Cat probably did. <laughs> well, no, Cat's well, not look, look a at military officer or, or she wasn't originally. You know, she was just the, uh, you know, one of those people. Because back when they introduced her, I think they said something about, you know, they were trying to cull anyone from the fleet with civilian piloting experience. And Kat was one of these people. So was Hot Dog. Yeah. uh, Who is still around and actually one of the few that survives (laughs) a long time. So, you know, Kat didn't ever go to basic or anything like that. She's only a military officer because the world ended. Uh, worlds as, as I said, if you've got Starbuck as your instructor, it's not like she's really going to be promoting, respecting your 
senior officers. Yeah, she's not the poster child for discipline. Exactly. So um, the fact that she was disrespectful to her is not really that surprising because when you promote that sort of attitude, then yeah, you're going to expect to get it back. So it wasn't a huge thing to see that actually happening. Yeah, but But beyond that, I I think pretty much everything Kat says is she's in the right. I mean, she's absolutely right about Starbuck. Yeah. And and right about... Just went about going it on. However, the wrong she's way. A little bit presented. <laughs> she's a little bit presented as the the antagonist of this episode. We're supposed yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, in, in this episode, Cap really, really ran Cobra. You know, the massive disrespect for the child of command. The the trying to. She was basically glory hunted. She wanted the glory. She wanted to be top dog. She wanted this. She wanted to Steiner. You know, she wanted to be the A one pilot in the fleet, and she, she was massively disrespectful, massively rubbing Starbuck up the wrong way. Um, you know, Apollo obviously could see what was going on, but he didn't really want to intervene because, you know, at the end of the day, he's both their commanding officers. But it's just, it was, I mean, I'm not overly fond of Kat's character anyway. But in this episode, I just wanted to airlock her. Yeah, because there are times that she goes <laughs> out of her way deliberately just to piss off Starbuck. Um, especially when it came to um, the training for shooting. Um, you got the Cylon target and they spun him the um, nugget around. And sort of Cat goes, mind if I go and have another go? And then gets, because the record was four shots in two seconds after being spun around. So, of course, um, Cat goes and does it and does five. Yeah, but the reason she does it is because the person who's got the title at the moment is Starbuck. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's the only reason. There are times like that where she's doing it deliberately just to get on her nerves. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. deliberately you, you see it, it a number of times throughout the episode. And it, there was no reason for it because at the end of the day, you're in a combat situation, that's your wingman, or could be your wingman. If you're pissing your wingman off, that's not good tactics, you know. You spoke, you're on the same team. She's your commanding officer. It's not about who's top. It's a combat situation. You all rely on each other. Whether it's a nugget or the person who drinks out the styler. You're all on the same side. And it's, she just wants his glory. It's, it's, it's akin to someone chasing a medal. You know, a, a, a purple heart or a Victoria Cross or wherever. That's what yeah. Kat's doing. Yeah, but as I said, I think it goes back. Because she had, in a way, fallen so much when she got hooked on those stims. I think... This whole glory sort of hunting is all about her trying to prove herself. And of course, if she gets this trophy and does this thing by killing Scar, she is actually sort of proving to herself and to others she can actually do the job. So I yeah, think I that yeah, that's the reason behind that. it. But she's she's basically an ex um, stimulant addict, and she's roiling. Starbuck for being drunk and that to me is you know you you're literally just coming out of rehab you've still got to prove yourself so to be having a go at someone else with a problem when you just had a problem yourself it's a bit pot kettle black yeah uh, and Starbuck calls her on it as well when she does that yeah you know just, she just she but just you know went. it was one of the things I look <laughs> one of the things I like about Battlestar Galactica is the attention that they pay to their secondary characters you know their recurring guest stars and Kat's yeah. one of them who has I think a great journey throughout the series and you don't always like her and 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 I don't think they intended you to always like her but she's a complex character she has great storylines um, and I think including this one even if you're not supposed to like her currently <laughs> well, you're definitely not supposed to like her this one, but that's a given. Which is a credit to the um, but, but like I said, I mean, you. yeah. But I think even though you even though you don't like her, a lot of what she says, especially about Starbuck, is true. Is actually on point, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't got a problem with what she's saying. It's true. Starbuck is, is basically drinking herself into oblivion and then telling people how to fly a combat mission. And she actually does in one... Um, seeing she actually drops herself from flying because she's on over. You know, it's just to yep. me, for Kat to be calling her on that after what Kat has done herself, 
it doesn't sit right. Now, one of the things that we haven't yet covered is the fact that one of the things we see a lot of is them reviewing old sort of, in a way, black box recorders um, and seeing the final moments from the attacks from Scar. And you get this time where um, Starbuck actually goes to see Sharon and starts asking about um, the actual raiders themselves. And this is where we learn that the raiders actually reincarnate at the same time. And that's why they're not having this full on attack um, while they're sort of just sitting there is because any raider that they lose they lose so they do finally die and sort of the facial expressions that you see on sort of Grace's face is just so telling it's just and what Sharon says about well think about it Some, you get a pilot that dies you've got to get them from nugget to um, Viper pilot, they then die. You lose all that training, all that experience, and then you've you've got to repeat it all again. But what happens if you just download your memories into a new body? You've got none of that, and the fact that they remember every death. And some people actually did think whether or not this was actually the raider that um, Darbuck went up against when it actually came to. You know, I said about the raider that she shot down at that planet that she ended up flying back yeah some people actually thought what if that raider was exactly the same one which is why when it came to taking out starbuck it didn't then go to chase cats straight away it kept on her yeah because that's that's what he says um he probably hates you as much as you hate him yeah that's where that line comes from yeah but it's also the fact that you actually see at one point that Scar is just waiting and lets one of the other raiders just lead him off. And it's just like, yeah, you also wonder, okay, is there actually a sort of, in a way, a sort of military structure within the raiders? So if he's gone, right, <laughs> you're the one that they're going to chase this time. <laughs> yeah, I, um, the other thing I wanted to bring up is, who's in Commander Pegasus? Because Pegasus is at this point in the Garner. Be, yeah. well, the guy will meet in a couple weeks. Yeah. Or in a couple episodes. Because Pegasus is guarding the rest of the fleet. Yeah, there's the whole thing with what the um, the battle stars were doing. It was just like, why weren't they being used? Because at the end of the day, if Galactica's supposed to be protecting the mining ship, then why the hell wasn't the Galactica positioned directly above the asteroid and the mining ship? Well, given the density of that asteroid field, it may not have been possible. They've got weapons to blow other things away. They, I'm sure they could have done something. Yeah, those are weapons that don't just vaporize things. You know, blow an asteroid up and it blows into many, many, many little asteroids. Yeah, but even if they found out a way to... is At the end of the day, it's just a piece of rock in space. If they've got one asteroid that they're focused on, well, surely there should be a way that they can at least move it by... Sort of, doing something they've got all these ships and thrusters and yeah i'm sure they can get the big asteroid that they want yeah but then the problem is you've got a very big ship sitting in an asteroid belt where a lot of little ships can hide and they could have took pot shots at a big ship all day long and you know you've, you've got to blast a lot of asteroids to get at one little ship so yeah it made it made perfect sense to me that well, you know you know the real reason though right why is that right? the real reason of course is that the writers wanted to focus on the Vipers. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So they wanted to, to bring the focus down and bring the the action down to just get in the nitty gritty of a dogfight. You know, which is one of the things I love about this episode is that it is so much about um, a small scale dogfight. Yeah, we have um, the dogfights um, in the asteroid field, and then on the Glatzka we have the cat fights. Oh, get you. <laughs> uh, he's been waiting well all done. day to do that well one. Well done. <laughs> oh, can I just uh, um, pilot nicknames? Yeah, go ahead. Snake. I, I like that. Snake. Oh, Snake, please can jump straight into my head. <laughs> it said that name, and I thought Mel Gear Solid and the Colonel going, No! Snake! <laughs> <laughs> 
I did. I mean, what was the one? What was the one that died? Um, Jojo. That was the, that was the one that died because Cat um, was hungover. That made me just think of um, Bad Boys. <laughs> hey, Jojo. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just think they're going through names and they're thinking, okay, we got to come up with some names and. Um, I'm just trying to think of um, a list of names now that they'd got, because um, there's a lot of them that we'd already known. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that soon in a minute. We'll get to that soon in a minute, because I just want, I just want to, before we go, because that's not basically the, the penultimate scene, but let's just get into um, Starbuck and her depression, and she tries to solve her depression by having sex with Apollo. Well, that just went wrong, um, whether or not he was just putting the plasters on in the wrong place. Yeah, it was, it was a... For, for me, this is... Go on. <laughs> I was going to say, for, for me, this is just the, the beginning of a long line of scenes where um, I just think to myself, oh, God, these two idiots again, and then I go off and make a sandwich and come back when the scene's over. <laughs> because I... I <laughs> the the Starbucks apollo romance was just... I don't know. It, it's probably my least favorite thing in this show throughout the entire rest of the run of the show well, the reason uh, that um, because it, it never went anywhere <laughs> no that's true and it was but, just they, they kept coming back to it and it, it's like you know let's do something else please anything else yeah, yeah. let's let's write frack again um, <laughs> yeah but I always made the joke that um, that was all about her being plastered because um, watching it even the first time round is the plasters that she has on her back you've got, they change sides they change size <laughs> and of course with her drinking throughout this, so I always, <laughs> to my friends made the joke, yeah she was plastered <laughs> oh, you, you've been stored in these jokes, but you had a cat fight dog fight, <laughs> plastered <laughs> there, oh, yeah. this must be a, a UK slang thing because I'm not, I don't know what you mean by plasters drunk yeah, if you if you get completely plastered, that usually means that you're completely pissed, drunk off your rocker. <laughs> well, yeah, that 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 one I know, but you're saying plasters on her back. Okay. Yeah, when when she goes to start to have sex with Lee, um, she's got plasters on her back, but each shot they've changed sides or changed sizes. They're always different, so it's like they didn't just it wasn't just the one take or the one time sort of literally <laughs> kept changing yeah and see and th- this is where i'm i'm not understanding your meaning of this word plasters on her back what does that mean oh right well basically she takes her top off and no, she's no, got no Stu, you're not getting it he doesn't know what a plaster is the americans use a different word that's apparently. just silly well you get a cut what do you put on your finger bandit yeah that's what a plaster is there okay you. see i'm getting it now <laughs> okay so they put a band-aid on <laughs> Yeah, so a band-aid over here would be See, a plaster. Cultural, cultural differences here. Yeah. that's that's. <laughs> I was trying to interject that Steve was just off on one. <laughs> so unlike me. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, we we have that slang of, you know, somebody getting plastered as to getting drunk. Yeah, we have that too. Yeah. What what you call a band-aid, we call a plaster. I see. But, yeah. Um, See, well, this podcast back. is educational and entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to it because for, for those who podcast. do not know the slang differences. <laughs> uh, but the, the reason that Apollo pulls back from it is because it's because Starbuck is aggressive and you know he's he's not enjoying it because basically she she trying to beat him up in the process of, of you know getting his clothes off basically and that's what Apollo pulls back from and it it, it all goes down to this pent up aggression that Starbuck is trying to drain with alcohol. And it's just, it's telling because um, he wants to, but he, he's not enjoying it because, you know, she's too aggressive. Maybe it's because of the moving band-aids. Um, could be. It could be. But it's just, yeah. obviously Apollo doesn't like it, Ross. <laughs> well, I, I think it's well, obvious you know, to him. It's, a, it's but, Apollo, and at this point, yeah. I was going to say, I think it's just obvious to him at this point that it's not about the two of them there's something else happening and is just like look, what's happening but yeah well As yeah, she, she says actually, she actually said to him there is no was yeah, yeah exactly she goes i'm hung up on a dead man because she's assuming that and as is 
dead back on Caprica because she hasn't been allowed to go back for him, which is what she promised to do. And it's not an unreasonable assumption given how dangerous it is, isn't it? Yeah. So anyway, the clock ticks down from, was it 88 hours beforehand? Something like that. So it clicks down to 88 hours. I think that's where it's heard. Yeah. And then we have Kat from Starbuck, who didn't want to be paid to get that. Well, Kat definitely didn't want to be paid in Starbuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it comes yeah. to this penultimate... Would you at this point? I wouldn't want to be paid with Kat either, to be honest. Because <laughs> Kat's hunting for glory. And that's, you don't want to be on a mission with someone whose mind is on glory. That does usually get you killed. Yeah. So, no, I wouldn't want to be paired with Kat because she's like glory. I wouldn't want to be paired with Starbuck because I don't think she's completely sober. Even when she's in, you know, the cockpit, I think she's a bit, you know... And her mind is definitely not on the job. Yeah. So, yeah, if, if, if it comes to a mission where we're going to have three people flying, I'd, I'd go with the mining ship over these two, any day. But um, it, does, it is telling that because a raider comes out, Kat is convinced it's Scar, and hits the afterburners and goes after her. But yeah, but... The, the telling thing here is, is experience, because Starbuck knows it doesn't feel right. Yeah, because he's not doing anything, he's just yeah. flying away, and it's just like... Because she's been studying Scar, and it's just like, yeah, he's not doing anything. Usually he does a jump and heads away, or does something, but he's literally just doing nothing. So it's just like... So she, of course, then turns around. Of course, she's got that um, blue star that's causing sort of all this major light, which isn't really helping them. And sort of, yeah, she sort of tries to block it out. And then all of a sudden you've got Scar that's on top of her and um, sort of actually gets some shots in yeah, on her. Fly, flying out of the sun is a, a time-honored real-world fighter tactic. Yeah, I was going to say, because I found this out in, in the trivia, the bit where she puts a thumb to block the sun is actually a tribute to Gregory H. Papu Boynton, yeah, who used to do that in World War II so he could spot zeros. So that's, I love that. It's a lovely little homage that you wouldn't know about unless you knew about history and stuff like that. So, yay, go there. I yeah. mean, it, it makes sense because, you know, what do you, what do you do when you start to write one of these shows if you're a writer? Well, you know, you probably have never been in a dogfight. Uh, so you probably go look up stuff about dogfights <laughs> and uh, fighter piloting in general. So I've just that's what I the, do anyway. Just looked up the bandage today. Yeah. Uh, Apollo starts with two plasters on her right shoulder. Then they move to two on her left. Then it goes down to a single on her left, and then it goes down to a large plaster on her left. That means they reshot the scene four times. <laughs> And I assume those were all supposed to be there from the time when she took the dive off the chair, right? That's why she's got those on? I'm assuming so, because the can't she think was of... drunk and hurt herself. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just the fact that it sort of just kept swapping around, and it's just like... Yeah, four separate variations on the bandage thing. But the thing is, if they're taking... If they're doing takes, and you've got a plaster on you, it's not like you sort of take them off or anything else. So it's just... If they're just there, surely they would have just been kept on. So either they bought some very cheap band-aids which kept falling off, or it they'd actually gone back to reshoot that scene four times. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's probably the more likely explanation because I mean, normally they have uh, there there are people whose job it is to make sure that these continuity things are the same between shots. I remember listening to like director's commentary on uh, Lord of the Rings, which uh, very notoriously shot different angles in the same scene years apart sometimes because of just the nature of that production. And so they had to have somebody who, you know, okay, we're, we're going to do this scene on Mount Doom today. So we have to go back to something we shot two years ago and make sure that the uh, dirt on Frodo's face is exactly the same. So, I mean, there, there are people whose job it is to do that, but obviously they went on holiday on this one, though. Because, <laughs> like Steve's already said, they launched from Galactica in Mark IIs and then the fighting in Mark VII. So, the plasters... There, there's, another little, there's another little weird inconsistency. Um, when they're getting ready, Starbuck and Kat, to go out on this mission, when they finally, you know, catch up in time to this mission, 
um, there's a scene with Kat walking around in her regular duty uniform rather than her pilot's outfit. Yeah. Um, and randomly go into the, the hall of uh, pictures, uh, the memorial picture hall on Galactica. And I, I was wondering to myself, because she randomly appears in her uniform and the two scenes and shots on either side of that are in her pilot's outfit, I'm thinking to myself, hmm, maybe that shot was supposed to be somewhere else in the episode. Yeah, because this was, if and I remember they, rightly, in, in this editing, was after Lee had said, you've got 49 minutes. So I'm thinking, okay, she's gone to get mm-hmm. changed, gone to the hall. <laughs> so whether or not she felt she should get <laughs> changed to be in a dress uniform to go to the memorial area and then go, go back and get uh, changed. Yeah. That was the only thing that I put it down to is maybe it was a respect thing, but I thought we, when you've literally got three quarters of an hour, are you really going to spend that time? Because the thing is, the Galactica's quite <laughs> big, so you'd have to get from wherever you are to there, and that's in an unrestricted area where everyone's got access to, to a restricted area for the pilots and the things like that. I mean, no, not really. Yeah, I so I'm just guessing that shot was somewhere else in the episode originally, and in, in edited and moved it there. Yeah. So, back to the dogfight then. Starbuck ducks uh, a 182, does the thumb on the sun bit, Star comes Barreling down on top of her, firing away, and takes out some of Star, uh, Starbucks systems with nothing critical. Yeah, she's she still able to fly. She's still able to fly, yeah. Um, meanwhile, Cat, despite the fact that Starbucks saying, I'm hit, I'm hit, I'm hit, I'm hit, Cat, Cat is on chasing the other side <clears throat> which, you know, hey ho, another reason to hate Cat in this episode just to leave you with Man 2. Um, and then Starbucks. Does a really, really nice manoeuvre inside an asteroid, canyon, cave, whatever you want to call it, and then thinks, come on then, you mother fracker, let's be having you. <laughs> yeah. Is the whole, all the dogfighting in that reminded me of things like Top Gun and Space Above and Beyond. Um, sort of, because in, especially Top Gun with this one, because you'd got um, sort of like, what was it, was it ice in Top Gun against Maverick? Um, yeah. sort of Iceman. Iceman, yeah. Um, it was the sort of competition. The rivalry. And uh, I mentioned Space Above and Beyond. The way that it was sort of shot a lot of the time reminded me of that old sci-fi series as well because there was a lot of sort of dog fights and that in that show in a few of their episodes. And it sort of reminded me a little of that bit. And and there, there's two very specific of it. This is very similar to in which a there's an alien fighter ace that is taking a huge toll on the, the good guys. And, you know, your top guns from the good guys are trying to get him. It's a, a two-parter, essentially. Yeah. In uh, Space Above. I was really annoyed when I cancelled that season. I know, that was really good. <laughs> yeah. Space Above Beyond is really good. I, yeah. I just recently bought it on DVD because I, I hadn't seen it since, you know, I'd only seen a few episodes when it was on originally and I wanted to watch the whole thing. And It's just, it's a fantastic series. Yeah. yeah, especially where they left it as well. It's just like, no. <laughs> yeah, because they literally... Huge cliffhanger. They just, they literally in them days, they just kind of, that was it. You know, so it just abruptly stopped. Uh, whereas nowadays... Well, not all the time, but in some cases, they know they're going to get canned, so they do manage to do some sort of ending. Um, but yeah, Space and Bovian just stopped. Uh, uh, on the other hand, I've seen I've seen shows where they knew they were going to get cancelled, or that was they were on the bubble, as they say, and they deliberately did a cliffhanger to either I don't know, say screw you to the network, or uh, say, look, we did a cliffhanger. You have to renew us now. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what which one that was but you know um but space above and beyond i i, I assume and I, i've never heard one way or the other but i assume there were some elements of inspiration taken from that show when they started to do Battlestar Galactica. the space above and beyond is sort of the the previous generation of sci-fi you know it was a 90s thing where this is you know Battlestar Galactica's early 2000s i also like the fact that in space above beyond the the, the um the carrier was a carrier. It yeah. was literally the same shape as a carrier. Yeah. It just happened to be a space version. <laughs> it was basically a carrier in space. I love that. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's like let's just strap a space engine to it and, and away we go. Just don't open the doors. So. You know, I think if there's any, and, and I, I generally am annoyed at the trend in Hollywood of remaking and rebooting everything these days. Uh, Battlestar Galactica, notwithstanding. Um, but you know, if there was ever a show that can, you know, should get a sequel or a reboot or a remake or something, Space Above Beyond. Yeah, yeah. but the, the thing at the moment seems to be superheroes. So they'll yeah, go back know. to Aliens. And... True. Which. <laughs> Wait, you need, you need trend, trends. End. Yeah, true. Yeah, fingers crossed. I would love. I would love to see. We are getting more more space based sci fi shows these days than we used to be getting. Yeah. Yeah, Star Trek 27 for the uh, Dark Matter and Killjoys and Star Trek 27. You've also got things like Independence Day 2 coming back. Uh, I don't get a crap about There's it. also a remake <laughs> of Stargate. So <laughs> it, it, things are moving seriously, to come back. Seriously, Steve, I've had this conversation with you. I, I have zero interest in you know, Independence Day 2. <laughs> it actually looks quite good. No, no. Independence Day 1 was... I, I, I'm no. But then the original penned Independence Day <laughs> two is why we actually got Stargate because that was actually no. supposed to be Independence Day two. Independence Day is such a shit film. I love watching that. It, no. It's it's crap. Me too. I, I'm 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 with you. No, Steve. I'm no, not. I'm sorry. <laughs> the dialogue is it's like someone made a cheese sandwich with a layer of cheese on top, with cheese pickles, and some cheese crepes, and then put cheese around the cheese. It, the dialogue is terrible. I, I, I say sometimes you're in the mood for that. <laughs> sometimes if I'm just working, I want something on in the background. Something like Independence Day is a fantastic film just to have in the background. Uh, no, and the, the, the bit where the, the Royal Air Force are sitting on the ground and he's turned around and says, I knew the Americans would come up with something. That scene annoys the fuck out of me. <laughs> because I'm you know, there, there's a Bro, we would not be sitting on the floor waiting for someone else to think of something. No, that that no. There's a hilarious little bit in the uh, the the information that came along with the soundtrack to Independence Day, uh, which I'm not ashamed to admit I own, uh, where it says there was a a note from the director that said um, only a a British composer could come up with something that sounds so a theme that sounds so American patriotic in a film directed by a German. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. But yeah. Which is just, the scene that's no, playing over it's that just, scene. There's too many things wrong. I mean, an intergalactic space fairing civilization taken out by an Apple Mac. No. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. And that guy, uh, they have these massive... I think, I think it works only because it's so ridiculous. Yeah, it's amazing ridiculous. Arr, arr, this arr, 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 arr. spaceship that is the size of a small city. Good morning, Dave. Gets taken out by a guy flying an F-16 right at it. Okay. And of course, we can actually link Independence Day with Battlestar Galactica because they both star Mary McDonald. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Battlestar. <laughs> <laughs> before, before I get any more wound up about Independence Day. Um, <laughs> You did Axanar in the last podcast. I'm doing Independence Day this one. <laughs> Today we celebrate our Independence Day. Oh my God, he even knows the word. <laughs> if, if only we were doing a third uh, show today, then I could do a rant. <laughs> yeah. The night is yet young. Uh, <laughs> anyway, back to these. I just want to bring, bring up this because what happens is um, Starbuck leads Scar into the cannons of Cat. Cat kills it. They go back to the mess room and she does the amazingly not friendly thing about, you know, my cup is going to dry after Starbuck delivered Scar on a plate to her. And I loved the way that Starbuck... Can't, can't resist one last dig. Yeah, in amazing... This is Kat. She's, she's killed Scar. Uh, she thinks this is her moment of triumph. This is my moment in the sun. This is where I get all the adulation. And Starbuck just steals it completely. Oh, I yes. love that scene. Yes, yeah, because she, she pours the drink from quite high. So it's not like it's a friendly pour, sort of the end of the bottle straight into the glass. It's like a foot and a half from the top of the mug. <laughs> it's a mocking pour. And then she just raises the 
bottle and then comes the sort of huge list of um the bb jojo riley Bino, and i'm thinking yeah somebody was reading comics when they wrote that part uh, <laughs> um dipper and then they go through some but of the you ones know, all, all these guys that she uh claimed to not remember before yeah she, she claimed to not remember their names but then that that classic starbuck pretends not to care but he does um Yes. And then it, she includes sort of like Crashdown and a lot of the ones that we've actually seen in previous episodes as well. Because um, out of the names... Interestingly, she does not include Boomer. No, she doesn't. Which but then right. technically, you've got a Sharon <laughs> on the ship. And mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, she sort of goes through. But she obviously can't remember. I'm not quite sure if she can't remember all of them. Um, there, there are a couple that were left out. Um, yeah, because there's a bit of a silence, and then that died in um, the miniseries. Is it Lee who then just says to all of them? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apollo steps yeah. up when she's flagging and yeah. says to all of them, and, and that's then the when Dharma turns around and says, "So show me all." Yeah, which is like the only time we actually see him in the episode. Yeah, but at least he got paid because he said a line, so that means he gets paid. Because um, yeah, his son was in it, Hot Dog. Uh, yeah, Hot Dog. Yeah, Hot... I don't think he actually says anything though, does it? No, he he yeah. just appears and no, he, he he, hot dog has a few lines. Does he, he? He has a couple lines, I think, in the very beginning when they're talking to the the new nuggets. Oh yes, he does. Yeah, coming in and, and yeah. taking the bunks of the guys who dies. He has he has a couple lines. Yeah, um, hot hot dog is not somebody who has a ton of lines throughout the whole series, but he's he's just one of your your background players. Um, that's kind of yeah. there for continuity a little bit. Yeah, I think and it's just whenever there's a bring your son to work day, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and getting paid at the same time yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah you know, just... who, who's the one pilot who doesn't die uh you know by the time we get to the end of the series and it's about you know the the star's son hmm. little nepotism here Spoiler yes away. i would just, i'd just like to say about the star <laughs> the Steiner though because um you can actually get the star from qmx but I would like to point out to anyone who's thinking about the Steiner from the Q of X is the ship on the top of the Steiner is not a raider. Because if you read all the comments on the Q of X website, it's an FA-18 Hornet. Yeah. Everyone on, on the, who's ordered it, because it's labelled as the Battlestar Galactica Steiner and this, that, and the other. But the ship on top is a Hornet. It's not a Hornet. So, so it is accurate to the episode. It's just it didn't have a raider on it or, or a viper on it in the episode either. No, but I think what what the what people are complaining about with all of it is the fact that it's not it should be a viper. So because obviously you know they wouldn't know where. Well, as I assume, it's one of those instances where they they needed a prop, and you can't always. I assume you can't always afford to get these things custom made for yourself when you're on a TV budget. So uh, they just used what they had. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is as I say, it's happened before; it'll happen again. They may have had something very similar in a previous version of their navy, because of course their navy became and ended up with the battleships when they went into space. But it couldn't; they could have had something similar to the Hornet centuries ago when they were just on the one planet. Sure. What are the chances of that? Well, you see a lot of the other stuff that comes out it's just like well they've got this and this and this that we have now today so yeah although they, they've got guns that look like guns it would actually make sense because spoilers coming up thanks if you haven't seen the entire series press stop okay still there okay he was warned um as we know from the very last episode this is us right to all intents and purposes so basically whoever designed yeah. the f-18 hornet way back in human history somewhere down the line one of their descendants designed it again so now it goes into the it's happened before it will happen again so how cool is that if you look at it like that which means at some point we're going to build solo and they're going to try and kill us that's not cool (laughs) (laughs) the the irony of that being the uh, plot of mass effects which is essentially there will always be a conflict between synthetics and organics organics will always create synthetics and synthetics will always always rise up against their ministers. Yeah. Somewhere along the line, someone needs to learn from this and put a kill switch on them all. There you go. I mean, you know, Star Trek, they took data out with a tricorder. There you go. 
<laughs> now, all them people out there building AI, because I'm sure they're listening, <laughs> just put a kill switch in. That's all you gotta do, put a kill switch in. You know, the Terminator, instead of putting a kill switch in the Terminator, sorted. None of that would have happened. There you go. It's just on a tangent. Someone did make me laugh earlier. I don't know if you see it on Twitter. But they've put on um, everything that's going wrong in the Star Trek, in the Star Wars universe, is all because of one family. An entire galaxy screwed over by one family. There you go. All you got to do is travel back in time. So obviously someone needs to send a robot back in time. Yeah. <laughs> I see him. where you're going with this. <laughs> yeah. And take him out. And then there you go. No Emperor, no Vader, no Tantrum Teenager who thinks he's Darth Vader. World's worst Vader. Uh, <laughs> and he would, he would seriously keep the helmet on, man, because once you took that helmet off, you look like someone who should be in a, in a pop band or boy band or something. Just didn't work. Didn't work. <laughs> but anyway, there you go. And if you cast the sound scar, no, um, I don't know. Just that it's one of my one of my favorite episodes of the season. So it, it was kind of in the middle of a run of not so great episodes. So it was nice to have. I um, I think it's probably one of the good episodes that we've got for all the Vipers and sort of space combat. Because a lot of the time we see like the Vipers and the Raiders going against each other and we see just a small clip. But this time around you get to see an awful lot of more when it comes to these sort of both them just on patrols and some of the effects oh, yeah. within the asteroid field. I think were just beautiful. Yeah. You know, I was getting down into the that sort of, you know, point by point thing of a dogfight that I think was done so well in the original Star Wars. You know, it had that great dogfight at the end. And, and was never done again in Star Wars. I keep hoping they'll do it in one of the new films. <laughs> um, is get back to that, you know, really going in detail on a dogfight. Because, you know, at the end of the day, I, I'm i one of these people, I can go deep, I can do literary analysis with the best of them, but you know what? Bracket, I love a good space battle. We definitely got that in this episode. Yes. And, I, and there's I more to come. To, yeah, in, and I look forward to seeing more Mark II Vipers launching and becoming Mark VII in space. <laughs> that's, that's a nice treat. It's obviously it's the stealth fighter technology. That's what it is. Well, the thing is, with the no, mining the transformers ship, is what they are. If they're building all these new vipers, given that the Blackbird was actually such a success, why wouldn't they build more? Maybe it's the skin on the Blackbird. Maybe it's more, it's, it's harder to make than it's. I forget, where, I forget where they got that from. It was just <laughs> spare. Parts. I think they say in the episode where they got it from. Well, um, the other thing was, and all it was, it was very hard to fly, weren't it? The, the Blackbird, whereas this is a tried and tested design of Mark Sevens. So, and I'm sure I'm sure the Pegasus uh, factory is set up to build Mark Seven Vipers. So they just went ahead and did Mark Seven Vipers rather than modify anything. Yeah, yeah, because that would, that's what they needed. Yeah, what they need to do is go. It to still does. It still does annoy me a little bit. Go ahead. What about the Mark Seven Vipers? Yeah. Well, you prefer the Mark Two. No, I say. Uh, <laughs> no, I was going to say it, was, it annoys me that they they set up. They did so much setup with the Blackbird. I mean, it had a whole episode dedicated to it, and and great stuff in Resurrection Ship, and and then they destroyed it within about four episodes. It's like if you're going to give that much setup to something, keep it around a little bit. <laughs> Things they should have Use learned it. from Voyager. You blow up the Delta Fly, just make a new one. Yeah, that was Cargo Bay 4. <laughs> Cargo Bay 4 and Voyager was, was a shuttle production line. Uh, yeah, we've done that in other episodes. You know, it, 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 it's something that has happened in, in other TV shows. I think Stargate Atlantis had a particularly egregious example. They had all this stuff about setting up a Stargate bridge between two galaxies, and then within about four or five episodes, they blew it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the other thing with Stargate Atlantis is the fact that you had to have the ancient genome to work the technology. And then they realised they wouldn't have enough people with the ancient genome. So, hey, let's do a story where you can actually inject the genome into someone. <laughs> actually, on Stargate Atlantis, wasn't it this episode, um, Scarred, that um, Ronin and um, Shepard were watching? Oh, I, I think there's actually an episode... Uh, I'm not remembering this. Okay. If Michael Allen are listening from the Gatecast, let us know. Yeah, there's an episode where they're watching well, Battlestar I mean, Galactica, these, these and I'm sure it's were, I know these two shows were airing concurrently, um, because that's <laughs> way back in the uh, first season, um, 
I, I didn't have the sci-fi channel at the time. Of course, you know, there was no stream services. So I was having my mom, who lived about 10 miles away, tape them on her VHS. And she would tape Battlestar Galactica and Stargate Atlantis, which was on right after, and then get the tape to me so I could watch them. Um, and that was back in, I think, season one of Stargate Atlantis, too. Uh, I just looked so it up. So they were, they were airing at the same time. Yeah, I just looked it up. It was a deleted scene. John and Ronan are watching the episode in a hotel room in Miller's Crossing. Ah, yes. Ah, oh, well, deleted it's not canon. <laughs> I, I just remember I'd seen a clip of it somewhere. Dele- deleted scenes are deleted scenes are negotiable. <laughs> yes. I think I, fa- I found I found the, the call out because there's there's certain ones that I want to begin. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, sometimes when you're watching the extras and you watch the deleted scenes, you think, actually, yeah, I think you should have put that deleted scene in the film. But yeah. uh, I, I found the call out this for Starbuck. It was BB Jojo, Riley Bino. Dipper, Blackpa, Chuckles, Jolly, Crashdown, Shepherd, Dash, Flyboy, Stepchild, Puppy, and Fireball. Now, really, your handle is Fireball. Yeah, good name for the pilot. Well, that I think that's probably why he got killed he off. Died, he, he, was, he died in a Fireball. Because one of <laughs> um, he was one of the ones, wasn't he? The one of the ones that got killed um, with the asteroid. In the hand of God. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but we, we took the Mickey out of Crash Day and, and Crash Day and crashed. Right? <laughs> then you go and call one Fireball. <laughs> yeah, because out of that list, well, the, ones know, that, the ones that got killed before um, that we saw on screen were Flashtop, Chuckles, Jolly, Crash Down, Flyboy, Stepchild and Fireball. All the other ones were just made up for this episode. Well, hopefully Shepard was a homage to the Apollo 11, the, the Apollo guys. Not Apollo 11. So, so Bino, yeah, definitely a comic. Uh, <laughs> well, I, you know, I was told one time that your your nickname in in sort of the military culture, your nickname is often something uh, that you get labeled with when you screw up. So, yeah. obviously, Fireball probably I don't know got got shot at or something, or, or ran into something and ejected, and then his ship exploded. So then he got nicknamed Fireball. I'm or, just you know, remembering he, the Big uh, Bang Theory had an accident or something <laughs> mm. yeah I'm, I'm just remembering the big bang theory when um one of the guys are going into space and he's trying to sort of get oh, howard yeah he's yeah. trying to get them to give him a cool nickname and um they end up calling him i think it's like fruit loops or something because of his mum calling up doing yeah you want some fruit loops he's, he's playing rocket man by alton john <laughs> that's and right on his phone and he's trying to get him because he wants, to be, <laughs> rocket he wants man. to be rocket man yeah and as he's as he's talking to the guy over well, skype his mum calls up and says fruit loops are ready <laughs> and then it suddenly ends up being called fruit loops <laughs> <laughs> my my dad was in the navy back in, in the vietnam era and um his nickname was white and I can only imagine it's because he was a pretty pale kid. <laughs> I've seen the pictures. Uh, I, I can only imagine that's how he got that. It, it could have been worse. He probably got away lightly with that one. At least he went called Fireball or Crash Day. So, mm-hmm. But it's, so anyway, but it's funny but, is these things stick with him. It's his Navy buddies still call him that. You know, 60 years later. Or oh, not well. 60 years later. But sticks, Many sticks. years later. So anyway, folks, that's Scar. So next week, uh, next week, next episode, we'll be doing Sacrifice. So, um, where can people find you on the internet, Steve? They can find me by going to Facebook, Google+, um, Twitter, and I'm at Midnight Shadow 7. That's M-I-D-N-I-T-E, and number 7. Okay. Drogon? Well, all you fracking frackers out there can fracking tweet me at... Drogon, D-R-O-G-Y-N-1701 on Fracking Twitter. Yeah, and I just, like, on back of that, our Twitter feed is actually Frackstars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, you can find me on um, C-O-L-M-H-01 on Twitter, and of course, feedback to us by, if you can, by Twitter. Um, um, or even Facebook. Um, you can find us at Frackstars on Facebook and Twitter. And on Google Plus. Yeah, and Steve handles all them. So if you don't get an answer straight away, blame Steve. You'll get an answer. <laughs> <laughs> what else am I going to do? Sleep? Yeah, yeah. 
We'll see if you guys have got enough to do with all the editing. Yeah, do them all the social media things. So uh, until next time, folks, thanks for listening, thanks for downloading, and end of line.